One of the 50 candidates for mayor made a pretty surprising announcement this morning. I'll give you some details on that in just a couple of minutes. But joining me now, NBC News Radio National Correspondent Rory O'Neill. Good morning, Rory. Hey, Jerry. Good morning. We got over, I think we're at 50 people now running for mayor in the city of Toronto. So, you know, don't, really? say, don't say we don't have choices here in Canada. Wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Huh. Some of them are nuts. <laughs> It'll take you forever at the ballot box just to read all the names. <laughs> That's right. If we if we had uh, proportional voting, you know, we say, well, here's my first choice, here's my second choice. Oh. That could get kind of nuts. All right. This is 37. Oh, no, yeah. wait. That's yeah. 36. No, I can make a new yeah. form. <laughs> <laughs> Bring an eraser. Uh, so uh, that's, hey, that's an American election. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. All right, Rory. So what we're here to talk about is the Bud Light story, and it's an ongoing story because somebody at Bud Light thought, "Hey, here's a good little promotional thing we'll doing. We'll uh, we'll hook up uh, for a little bit of promotion. I think it was going to be a little bit of promotion with uh, a trans individual, and it just blew up on Bud Light. And I know initially, Rory, when this uh, people would say, "Oh, that's going to hurt them financially." Other people would say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you're you're a transphobe, and you're right. no. It's hurt them financially, hasn't it? Uh, it has. And now the brand is doing a big marketing push. I think trying to get beyond this. But it all started, as you said, when Bud Light made a can specifically with the picture of Dylan Mulvaney on it and gave it to her to celebrate her one year of living life as a woman. So Mulvaney's got about 13 million TikTok followers, uh, and that was the extent of." Really, it's not even a promotion. They just did that. And then Mulvaney made the video with the beer and so on and so on. Well, then there are people who were then upset by this, saying that Budweiser has gone woke. Uh, we saw Chris Rock, uh, sorry, Kid Rock, not Chris. Yeah, not we saw Chris Kid Rock. Rock with a machine gun shoot up cases of Bud Light. Actually, I didn't know Mulvaney had gotten the beer until Kid Rock was shooting it using an expletive and, and promising never to buy Budweiser again. So I I didn't even know about it until the, the boycott started. Okay, but with all those TikTok followers, apparently what didn't happen is that all of Mulvaney's TikTok followers didn't step up and buy Bud Light. Yeah, right. So the, there, by some estimates, between 6 and 16%, uh, that's the drop in Bud Light sales uh, in the two or three weeks since this all began. So it's been a significant loss. And now the distributors of Budweiser have been pressuring uh, HQ saying, come on, what's going on here? You know, you're starting to hurt our bottom lines. And so now Budweiser responded to the ad executives responsible for this campaign and have been put on leave. Uh, and now they say they're going to do some... Uh, more mainstream advertising blitz. We saw them at the NFL draft last night. So we're going to see a lot more Budweiser and Bud Light ads uh, in the weeks ahead. Okay. Uh, well, there's a couple of things from this. That First of all, there was the drop-off in sales, as you just reported. Uh, but now, apparently, it's starting to show its impact in the bars. There's a drop-off in pours. People are no longer uh, taking a Bud Light on draft. What they want is something else. Maybe Miller Light is gaining here. Right. You know, there's a company called Beer Board that tracks the beer sales for chains like Buffalo Wild Wings and TGI Fridays and Hooters. They say the uh, just the pours are down about 6%. And I was talking to someone else who said, you know, it now brings up a discussion. So say you're at watching the game at the table, at the bar, everyone sits down and one of you orders a Bud Light. You know, you all, you suddenly get a look. 
and, and, and a lot of questions, and it starts a discussion every time someone at the table orders a Bud Light. Well, I think the other thing that's happening that we may never really know about, I'm just surmising here, Rory, and that is that executives of various companies have called up ad agencies or promotional people and said, uh, yeah, that thing you were planning to do, why don't we right. get, uh, well, let's just get back to advertising our product and stay out of the social issues. I bet that's happening. Well, that's well. It's also become such a part of the presidential politics and these woke corporations. You know, you've got Governor DeSantis, who uh, there's that great soundbite in his stump speech. I know he's not running yet, but he's giving a stump speech. He says the word "woke" seven times in twenty seconds. There is a segment of the speech, and this really is a big part of the political focus. What I don't know is if people care. You know, everyone else I talk to is worried about the rent, the increasing insurance, the inflation, and the price of eggs. You know, no one cares about this stuff. It seems, unless uh, they're just talking politics or on, um, you know, some TV talk show. Rory O'Neill is NBC News correspondent. It's good to have you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Jerry. Have a good weekend. You too. Here's another thing that's happened. Of course, the, the those 50 candidates are not all out stumping for your vote. In fact, most of the 50 candidates from uh, who have put their name forth to be mayor of the city of Toronto, we'll never hear from them. They'll never make an announcement. Some of them were signed up to run against John Tory in the previous election, and we never heard a thing from them. So uh, the, the great number of candidates is really, if not much, concern, even to people like myself who have to pay Pay attention to what these candidates do to see whether there's anything newsworthy. However, the people who seem to be leading the pack are giving their announcements, trying to put themselves up front. And a pretty interesting one, whether you think it was a good idea or a bad idea, a pretty interesting one took place a few minutes ago here in Toronto. Toronto Mayor candidate Anthony Fury went down to Union Station and made this announcement. He's seeking $1 billion in damages on behalf of taxpayers from who? Legal action against Metrolinx for their contractual breaches and persistent failures over the Eglinton Crosstown LRT. Here's what Anthony Fury said. It's been over a decade of this, and the people of Toronto have politely accepted delay after delay, poor communication, gridlock, and harm to businesses along a major street. City Council has been quietly accepting this shoddy performance, but it's now time to get noisy and show that we won't take it anymore. Someone has to protect the taxpayers and stand up for the people of Toronto. One billion dollars. He's suing Metrolinx. Now, the bad news, if he were to win, I don't know where this will go. Um, lawyer Courtney Betty is going to be on round one, so we'll talk to him about it uh, upcoming. But uh, the, the bad news would be if Metrolinx lost a billion dollars in a lawsuit instead of just losing it in their regular fashion, um, who pays for that? Well, ultimately we do. On the other hand, what would he do with the money? I mean, is, is this just an attempt for him to get a billion dollars? No. He said he would distribute any proceeds received from this legal action to businesses and BIAs along Eglinton. What do you think of an idea like that? Um, I'll give you some response I'm getting by text. One person writes, Anthony has my vote. And another, good time to put some pressure on Metro. They seem to be able to do whatever they want, and they do it badly. If nothing else, this, um, I, I don't know if Anthony Fury expects that he would win a billion dollars in a lawsuit like this.
but he certainly puts the pressure on, and he puts the pressure on, brings the story uh, to the front of the news again uh, uh, on an extremely timely basis. Because yesterday, the transportation minister for the province, Caroline Mulroney, and the president and CEO of Metrolinx, Verster, Phil Verster, gave a press conference, and I think, and a lot of people in the media, and a lot of the feedback we get from listeners, the ones who really matter, think it was a disaster. It, it was just a, a listing of excuses, no real solutions, and some just mind-boggling, God-smacking, gobsmacking information. As, oh, here's one of the reasons there's a problem. They built the tracks the wrong size. <laughs> and you just go, like, how does that happen? Literally, how does that happen? Um, here's Anthony Fury. And I don't want to be in this position where we have to file a lawsuit against our partners in all of this, but this is what it has come to. And we got to start making some noise, folks, because it's no longer acceptable to take this laying down.